What's up and welcome to Ghetto Sports, sports talk with street flavor. Game two of the playoffs, the playoff continues. What is your team doing? What is your team doing? Okay, now we knew the top seeds was going to do their thing, okay? The Sixers are 2-0. We knew that was going to happen. The Nets, 2-0. We knew that was going to happen. The Lakers, everyone said the Phoenix couldn't compete, but remember, the, the Phoenix, it was a number two seed for a reason. But the Lakers came out with a with a one-on-one split. That's all you want on, in the road. It's a one-on-one split. So the Lakers did their job. Phoenix, Paul is a little hurt. Let's see what happens in game three in L.A. That's the big thing in L.A. Okay, Utah got their man back. Mitchell came back. They won. They're one and one. But the Grizzlies got what they came for, a split. So the Grizzlies got a split going back home. But Mitchell was back. And when Mitchell coming back, they scored 141 points. Now the Grizzlies got something to, to deal with right now. And Mitchell has something to play for. He's upset. He's angry. And he wants to show the organization and the world. You mess with me, I can leave. And a lot, and a lot of teams around the NBA say, yes, leave. Get, get upset. Leave. But he wants to show them that, that he can play. And he is should be somebody they need to account for. Mitchell got something to play for, so Utah is going to be a problem. Sorry, Grizzlies. Utah is going to be a problem. The Bucks are 2-0. Wow. Change from last year, they 2-0. Wow. But the biggest thing out of all of this, out of this second game in the playoffs, the biggest thing is coming out is that the Clippers are 0-2 at home. They lost two games, two games to Dallas, on the, and Dallas is on the road. Two games. Are the Clippers in trouble? They're going back to Dallas, where they're going to be almost a full arena of fans. And they're gonna be two, they down two and oh. That is gonna be a wake up call. Now, there's been teams that came back in the playoffs down uh, 0 and 2 and won the series. I remember years ago, Phoenix, talking about the Phoenix and the Lakers, Phoenix was down 0 2 to the Lakers with Barkley. With Barkley, and they came back and won the series against the Lakers. And the Phoenix went on to go to the championship to play against the Bulls. But they were down 0-2. It can be done. But can these Clippers, can these Clippers do it? And you heard the alarm go off. That was the alarm for the Clippers to say, wake up. Either you get it in gear 
or you're going home. The alarm has sounded. So, either your Clippers, you get it in gear, or you're going home. So, it's back, basically back to normal. Atlanta took game one. Knicks came back in game two and won. Now it's one and one. I believe the, the Knicks All-Star finally showed up. Randall finally woke up in the second half. He, had, he only had 15 points, but it was 15, 13 points down the stretch that did it. So, would this get him back in the groove of things? He was playing. He was excited. He made plays. But I think one of the biggest things the Knicks has got to continue to do is keep Rose out there. Rose is the difference right now. Like I said in game one, if they would have fed Rose down the stretch that last shot instead of Randall, we might be talking a different story right now. But Rose is out there. He's doing his thing. He was the leading uh, scorer for the Knicks in their game two victory. But Randall showed up with 13 big points down the stretch and helped them take that victory. Now they're going to Atlanta, hot Atlanta. Let's see what happens. They need to do the same thing that the Hawks did. Take one. Let's take one. And come back to the Garden. I think this this series is going to go probably all seven. It's probably going to go all seven. They're going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now, no, everyone in New York is excited. It's off the hook. The garden is wild. But can one or can one person just calm down for me? One person. Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith. Calm down. You are so excited. I thought you were going to uh, bust a blood vessel. Stephen A. Calm down. You're more excited than Spike Lee is sometimes on the sideline. You know, you're supposed to be neutral because you're a uh, reporter, you're a commentator, you're a man, you're a host, you're a man on the air. You're supposed to not show your fandom. But boy, oh Lord, you are letting the world know you're excited about the Knicks. And I know it's been years, years that the Knicks hasn't done anything. But boy, you are going off right now. Oh my goodness. That's a good thing, though. That's a good thing. But my God, you are going off. So let's see what happens. Let's relax. Let the playoffs play it up, play play off, uh, Stephen A. But man, you are excited off the chain. I hear you, my brother. I hear you. And what else we got going on in the playoffs? Did I miss anyone? Did I miss anyone? Told you about the Grizzlies. They back. Mitchell's back. They gonna be a problem now. I told you the Lakers are coming home. Let's see what happens. 
Told you the Clippers are are in trouble. The alarm is wrong. They saying they need to wake up. Let's see what happens out out west. We knew that the Sixers was gonna do their thing. We knew the Nets is gonna do their thing. Am I missing a series? I'm not missing anyone. We got the Bucks. We knew they was going to be all in and all out. You know, but they're going to Miami now. And Miami has been a, a problem for them in Miami. But they woke up. They're one of the highest scoring teams in basketball. Can they keep it up? Especially in Miami. Place they lost lost to last year. The team they lost to. He was playing in a bubble. But the team uh, team that they lost to last year, can they keep it up? Let's see. What is your team doing? Besides the Clippers, is anyone else in trouble? That's my thing. Is anyone else in trouble besides the Clippers? Don't know. Don't know. Now, speaking about trouble, Brett Favre, I mean, not Brett Favre. Keep on saying Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers finally spoke up on SportsCenter saying that it's a culture in Green Bay. Without saying it, He's just saying that he he just just come out and say he has a problem with the gym. I have a problem with the gym. I don't like how you did things. He said he has no problem with Jordan Love. He loves Love. He just have a problem how the GM did it. So it's gonna be up to the Green Bay organization. They're gonna pick the quarterback. They got a couple more years left in them. Or the GM that might lead them down the stretch to bigger and better things. That's the thing. Or you might say, okay, let me trade for a playmaker to come play with you, uh, Aaron. Let's see what happens. Because right now, Julio is upset. And he said he wants to be traded. Now, what can the Falcons get for Julio? Julio said, I'm gone. Just like that. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to say anything, let y'all speculate. I want out. And he said it. Unlike Aaron Rodgers not saying anything, but he said it. I'm out. You know, I like to be traded. So what can the Falcons get for Julio? And what teams? Now, he said he, he wants to go to either the Titans or the Patriots. Now, you know Bill Belichick is not going to unload the farm to get a player. So, the Titans, they do have wide receivers. They lost a couple in the offseason, but they do got a, a couple of core wide receivers, but they're not big in, in, the, in the passing game. And I know uh, Julio wants to go to a, a contender. But 
like I said, Tennessee is not big in the passing game, and Bill Belichick is not going to give give you the farm for an aging player. So what's out there for Julio? You know, hit me up on Facebook and let me know what you think. What's up? You know, what who you, who you think the Falcons can get for Julio? That's the big thing. And everybody said by them picking up Pitts to go with Randall and Julio, that will open up the offense for Matt Ryan. But now you want to trade Julio. Wow. Let's see what happens. Now I always leave you on a question and things like that. Something to think about. Now, ESPN had their f- top five playoff dunks of all time. Picked out by their staff. Now, their staff must be um, delusional or drinking. Okay, the first, uh, number five, uh, Jordan against uh, over Ewing. That was a good, that was a good dunk. Okay. Then they had another dunk, um, Tracy McGrady. That was a good dunk. Then they had uh, the Rain Man. That 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 was a that was a great dunk. That was a great dunk. Then your number one pick was Scotty over uh, Patrick. That was a good dunk and disrespectful dunk. But one of the classic dunks in playoff history is when Doc walked on Portland and Bill Walton. And you didn't put that in your top five? That should have been number one, two, three, and five. I skipped four. That should have been all over the top five. When Doc dunked on Bill Walton. What what y'all thinking about? Y'all got to go back. You know, I guess there's a bunch of young people at ESPN that's not looking at this. But you got to... When Doc dunked it... On in, in Portland, in Portland, on uh on Bill Walton, that's a dunk. Come on, people, what's wrong with you? Even when uh Tom Chambers dunked it again over the Knicks, you know, that was a dunk. But come on. My God. And then y'all want to talk about top 10 dunks. You should talk talk about what happened last night when Ja tried to dunk it over Ruby Gobert and Ruby said, no, take this, take this back to, to take this back to Memphis and get out of here. That was a nice block of a dunk. But if you're gonna talk about dunks and don't include Doc. Something is wrong with you. Think about that. You don't talk about dunks in the playoffs. And don't talk about Doc. Your credibility as a staff is in question. Think about that, ESPN. Thank you. Did you learn something today?